Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. It is the Players' Championship Week here in Ponte Vedra, Florida. TPC Sawgrass. This is the premier event of the PGA Tour, Michael. And you know where I'll be. You mean out of the f tournaments that are not one of the four uh, major ones? Come on. They call this the fifth major. They call it the fifth major to say it is a big deal when it's not a major. But it is a big deal. <laughs> it actually has the deepest field in professional golf every year. Uh, the top 100 golfers all show up. And thanks to Live Golf, <laughs> the now purse for the winner of the TPC this year is something like $4.5 million. Sure. Thank you, Liv. Yeah, thanks, Liv. Well, you know where they pass the, the uh, prize money on to? So I was out playing golf with one of our members yesterday who lives at the TPC, and uh, he was telling me they had a very special offer. He goes, it's a very special offer for members of the Valley Course at the TPC. You're going to love Just this. Just the Valley Course. Oh, the Valley Course. Not the championship. No, he doesn't even get to play that anymore unless he plays in the club championship. Now, this is where it gets funny. Oh, boy. For the first 50, 5-0, the first 50 Valley Course members that want to sign up, for the privilege of a new hospitality area on hole 1617, which yours truly will be parked on. That's you. Volunteering right there, hole 16. Look for me on television by the live oak tree with the white rimmed sunglasses. Uh, for the privilege, for the first 50, for the hospitality, for the Valley Course members, only $3,800 a ticket. Oh, Lynn's like, I'll take four. Ha ha. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it includes drinks. Apps, yeah. Well, massage. How? I don't think you get the <laughs> massage. I really don't. Uh, but let me let me tell you, that's what they're doing. They're passing the the cost of this now new prize money hey, onto the uh, gotta gotta pay for it somehow. You know, our own Pastor Rick. I was talking to him. Now he used to always go all four days. He's going two days, yeah, too. Thursday yeah. and Saturday, and he told me when he goes uh, Saturday, I believe the ticket was ninety or a hundred bucks, and used to be able to get a four-pack for 150 bucks for all four days. Yeah, now it's uh, big bucks. you got to yeah, pay for that prize. A little bit of money to yeah. pay the big prize money. Well, that's why all of this to say. Go ahead. All of this to say, you know, we're going to do a golf movie today. We are going to do a golf movie. Yeah. You didn't ask me how I'm doing, though. Well, it is TPC week, and there comes a moment where I'm more focused on I understand my volunteer. But I want to work. tell you how I'm doing. Well, how are you doing? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Well, I uh, just finished Lutheran Schools Week. I'm exhausted. But yeah. we had a great time. Well. Love celebrating our Lutheran schools. Kids did great. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Talking about discipleship. It was good. Nice. Good time. Nice. And now spring break is <laughs> That's right. on uh, the horizon. That's why you're in As soon as I get mood. done uh, preaching Sunday, it's like, see ya. Yeah. I won't I'm be in church here. on Sunday. I will be in be the... worship in the 16th. Well, no. I'll be in the <laughs> cathedral of the stadium course at the Players. That's where I'll be. And, of course, we're doing a golf movie today. Golf movie. Good golf movie. What other movie is left? I mean, we've done so many golf movies. I can't believe we've done some of these other golf movies before I know. Tin Cup. 
I know. This well, is a great movie. You know, it's funny. The first golf movie we did was... Uh, Baker Vance? No. No. The uh, first one. Come now. Caddyshack? There well, you yeah, go. That's, that's classic. Had to do Caddyshack. Of course. We did Bagger Vance, which is still the most listened to podcast on Christ Culture and Cinema. I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. Nobody gets it's it. It's a Nobody Will Smith, w- Matt Damon thing. Nobody's know. even going to yeah. admit why. Um, you know, we, we asked. I know we Nobody asked. Said. And no, everybody's afraid to tell us. And then we did Seven Days in Utopia. Yeah, how do we do that before Tinko? Well, that's it was a, good though. That's a really it's good, good question. Good, and good, you movie. know, another one we did, the greatest game ever played. That was good. That was a good movie. And there's one other. What? Happy Gilmore. Well, of course. We did Happy that's Gilmore. Classic. Love which it. which by the way, last year's Masters winner, Scotty Scheffler. Uh-huh. You know, now he has to host the dinner at the Masters, and they sent out a very prim and proper invitation. And on the bottom of the invitation he sent out, this is brilliant. I love this. This this guy's now become maybe my new favorite golfer because of this. <laughs> on the bottom of the invitation, it says, live golfers meet at the 16th green <laughs> at 9 p.m. Oh, my word. That's pretty funny. That's brilliant. That was brilliant. I'm sorry. A good reference. That's great. And all done in good fun. But today's movie is Tin Cup. And Tin Cup came out on August 16th. Of 1996. I can't, be- can't believe how long ago this came out. We're old. Well, yeah. Well, I was still in college. You were. You yeah, were no, I was, I was a pastor in New yeah. Jersey when this came out. And, uh, you know, it had a budget of $45 million and a box. Big budget back then. And a box office return of only $75.8 oh, million. You found 75. Uh, yeah. IMDb only has it at 53. Yeah, total. No, 75.8. I was like, it didn't make money. Yeah. This is the advertising. No, I did a little digging 70, on this. 75, it could have. And let me tell you, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Now, the director is ron shelton sports guy he is a sports guy a sports guy you know bull durham baseball movie uh-huh. uh let's see he did white men can't jump basketball, basketball movie Cobb, baseball movie uh but he's also more noted as a writer yeah. don't forget the boxing movie play it to the bone oh play it to the bone that's right oh. now but think about him as a writer he wrote bull durham he wrote white men can't jump he mm-hmm. wrote tin cup uh he also wrote bad boys too Nice. Yeah, it's that going for. not a bad little reference. And yeah. also, oh, by the way, he wrote Blue Chips. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So he wrote another basketball movie. Yeah, it was yeah, one of those I did a did little dig, and I was kind of surprised how much writing he yeah. did. Now, I didn't realize it in 1996 because I didn't live there at the time. But when I moved out to Tucson, Arizona, what I found is that the vast majority of this movie was filmed in Tucson, Arizona. Did you know that? Uh, Only because you told me. Yeah. Now, if you take out the championship sequence of the movie, you know, when he's playing in the open at the end, the Mm -hmm. championship sequence, which everybody knows because of him, you know, crashing balls into the water. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. There's Um, no spoiler alerts in a 1996 movie. Good Lord, no. Now, having said that, though, the majority of this movie was filmed in Tucson, so... Like the driving range scenes were all filmed at La Paloma, which is a Jack Nicholas designed course, uh, 27 holes, I believe, on the mountainside of the, of, the, uh, uh, of the Catalina Mountains. It's beautiful, beautiful golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a scene in the movie where, uh, you know, he's playing uh, with uh, Dave Sims, you know, the main character. We'll get to the mm-hmm. characters. But where he challenges him, you know, I can hit a wedge further than you. 
and he hits a beautiful wedge shot, you know, skyrockets off into the into the desert. 200-something yards. Yeah, something like that. It's crazy. And then Dave Sims hits like a half wedge, but it hits the road, and it's bouncing down the road, and it just keeps going and going and going down the road. That's Santa Rita Golf Course in just outside of Tucson, Arizona, and that road is Houghton Road. Oh, yeah. I used to live off of Houghton Road. How's that? You the man, Roy. And there's going to be another scene in this movie where he's going to play golf with a shovel, a rake, and a hoe. <laughs> and that that particular golf course, I used to play that one too, is in Tubac, Arizona. It's halfway between Tucson and Nogales, which is the Mexican border. Artisan, old artisan colony, oldest artisan colony in the United States. Spaniards had established this as an artisan colony. Beautiful place. And there's this wonderful little golf course, and you got to watch out for cattle. They're on the go- around the golf course. Oh, it's just another obstacle. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But who knew? So all of a sudden, I had a newfound appreciation for the backdrop of this movie. Let's talk about the cast Good and people. the actors. So the star of the movie is Roy McAvoy. Yeah, he's incredible. And played by Kevin Costner. Now, you know, I, I'm I'm going into the Wayback Machine when I look at his work. You're and starting at the old stuff. Oh, right? good heavens. When you start looking at, like, The Bodyguard, Dances oh. with Wolves, uh, and then let's just throw in some other ones because there's so go, many. Go back to the very, very beginning. I had the first one as American Flyer. I mean, not his first, but the first one I remember watching. Yeah. American Flyers. I forgot he was in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bicycle Race. I mean, it's yeah, oh, yeah. about sports movies. Yeah. Again, we're going to see a lot of sports movies. Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. JFK, Wyatt Earp, The Guardian, now, in Yellowstone, although, is he staying, is he going, who knows, but he's in Yellowstone. The Highwayman, one of our key movies, Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. Draft Day. And I had totally forgot about this. He was so brilliant in this, and I believe it was a History Channel uh, limited-run series, The Hatfield and the McCoys. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was so good in that. I mean, he's like Mr. Western guy. He does Western well. does a lot of those. Well. He sure does. What else do you have? I, I've still got another uh, sports mo- uh, movie, kind of, uh, Art of Racing in the Rain. It was mm. more recent. Haven't seen it yet. Okay. I want to see that one. Molly's Game. Uh, the uh, Batman and Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah, well, he plays yeah. Superman's stepfather. Very cool. McFarland USA running movie. Yeah. For the Love of the Game, another baseball movie. Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> the one I think uh, was huge budget. He wants to forget Waterworld. Oh, yeah. That that don't bring up Waterworld. Yeah. Uh, Man of Steel, which same thing. Uh, yeah. Rumor has it. That mm-hmm. was pretty good. Um, and then Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He yeah. actually did a decent job. I know he was killed for the accent, but in the one you didn't mention, when you went way back, I was sure you were going to mention. Which one's that? The Untouchables. Oh, yes. I forgot all about that one. You know, oh, there's, yeah. He's so good. You know, it's amazing. For a guy who started his career as a male model. <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he started as a male model. He's not that good looking. He and Ted Danson. We're both okay, I models. can see that, yeah. And Ted Danson, did you know he was, I think, the Aramis man? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now, let's talk about the guy who's going to play his caddy uh, is <laughs> Romeo Poser, played by the the absolutely hilarious Cheech Marin. Yeah. And, you know, we know Cheech from the stand-up comic duo Cheech and Chong, who basically played stoners. I mean, that's what they were. Pot a lot of stoners. his 157 credits right there. Oh, my Cheech word. Cheech and Chong. Well, you know, all the Cheech and Chong movies, you know, Up in Smoke, Nice Dreams, Born, and then, of course, Born, Born in, in East, East L.A. LA. Yeah, that was a oh, big I loved That was kind of his breakout from... From, uh, from Chong. Tommy Chong. Yeah. yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah. But 
here's some of the other movies. He's a voice in Coco, mm-hmm. Cars. One, two, three, and four. Yep. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> I didn't even put that one down. Oh. I, he is funny, though. We're going to do Beverly Hills Chihuahua. No, we're not. Yes, we no, are. No, we're not. It's a good movie. I got to go back and watch that? It's a good oh, movie. Trust me. It's really funny. If we're going to do that one, we have to do it from dusk to dawn. I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> All right. It, we're negotiating now. But it, here you go. He's in He's in Machete. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, he's, also, he's also in Grindhouse. Yes, he oh, is. Oh, that's really good. Uh, oh, wait a minute. He's a voice also in Lion Kings, and he's in all the Spy Kid movies. All one, two, three, four. Right. Isn't that crazy? He's yeah. in Desperado, Christmas with the Cranks, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, and here's a little thing where he's with uh, one of our other stars, Nash Bridges. Well, not only in Nash Bridges, the movie and a hundred and whatever episodes, episodes. hundred and twenty episodes. Yep. He was in the perfect game with Costner. That's right. Yeah. He was with Don Johnson in, in the yeah. in the Nash Nash Bridges, but yeah. he was in the perfect game with Costner. Isn't so. that crazy? Don't forget Race to Witch Mountain. Oh. I mean, how do you forget that one? He was in Race to Witch Mountain. He was. That was the one with the rock, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, that was the it wasn't good. <laughs> I didn't see it. You know. I just saw he was in that one. So, you know. but he does a lot of voice work. I mean, yeah. for his voice is one of those unique voices. Like oh, yeah. we've talked about certain people. Absolutely, where he's a good actor. He does a great job in this role. Right. But he's got that distinct voice. When you're oh, yeah. listening to Coco, you know which you know, one. Oh, is, you, you know which is one Cheech is Marin. Cheech Marin. Yeah. Now playing Doctor Molly Griswold is Rene Russo. Huge. Yeah, we know Rene Lu- Russo. Let's go back to some of the older movies first, like Get Shorty, mm-hmm. In the Line of Fire, Mr. Destiny, Major League. I like that movie, Major League. That's yeah, a baseball lot movie. of fun. Great uh, movie. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh-oh. Every so often you make a bad uh, mistake. You know. Lethal Weapon 4. Yep, three yeah. and four. Three and four. Yep. Oh, sorry. And then let's not forget, she makes her way into the MCU. Yeah, yeah, I got With Thor, Dark World, Thor, the original, the Avengers Endgame. She pops up all over the place. Yeah, I I, 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 I mean, I think she's tremendous. But <coughs> talk about some of the heavy hitters she's been with. Uh, Clint Eastwood in, in The Line of Fire. Mm-hmm. She's excellent in that. Outbreak. Oh, I mean, yeah. I loved Outbreak, and then I heard... Uh, the lovely Dr. Karen Jackson talk about it and thought, yeah. okay, it's not very good. Wasn't movie. that but Dustin was Hoffman an mm-hmm. outbreak? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Excellent. Dustin Hoffman, sure. Um, Mr. Destiny, I talk about that all the time yeah. with with uh, James Belushi and Michael That's Caine. Right. She's she's the wife in that. Yeah, uh, the second wife. Anyway, yeah, um, Thomas Crown Affair. But here's a movie I loved with Mel Gibson, Ransom. Oh, she yeah. is so good as the mother. You know, the child is kidnapped. That's right. Yeah. So good. At That's a good movie. She's she's excellent. It's a very good movie. Let's let's go on to the kind of the nemesis in the movie, David Sims, played by <laughs> Don Johnson. It's kind of like the Karate Kid when everybody argues who's really the the star. Yeah, this is one of these movies yeah. where we could say he's the nemesis, and yet some people will like him better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, in some respects, you know, it's who Shooter McGavin yeah, in Happy Gilmore is kind of patterned but, but after. But everybody hated Shooter. Well, because Shooter... David Sims is pretty smooth. What he does is he takes David Sims' character and he makes him more arrogant. 
David yeah. Sims is actually very honest. Yeah. And that's the difference. Honesty versus... Smart. Yeah, very smart. Very, very calculated. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Now, Don Johnson, we know Don Johnson from Miami Vice, mm-hmm. uh, of course. I mean, that's it. And Nash Bridges. Those two television shows alone you know, are a tremendous career. What was interesting is you always think Miami Vice, right? 111 episodes? Yeah. He's done 122 in Nash Bridges. Oh, there's... And a, and a movie. Yeah. yeah. Nash Bridges actually was more, but Miami Vice had more of a cultural it did it was huge impact you hear that song and right away you know what it oh, is oh you know what it, it is takes you back to the and 80s. certain music I, I mean, you, we did decades day this yeah. week for lutheran schools week and you know when the 80s are coming right well i'm telling you when you hear um you know genesis the old band genesis or phil collins you're there you know exactly, exactly where you are you're miami yep. vice you're there so but think about some of the movies he's been in Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. We did recently Knives Out. Knives Last out. season we did Knives Out. Uh, he was in uh, High Heat. Did you know he was a voice in the original GI Joe movie in 1987? <laughs> I didn't Holy know that one. No. Yeah, yeah. And he's also done this television show, uh, Watchmen. This uh, limited release show. So he's been in quite a few things. What else do you have? I had Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah. Bucky Larson, Six Pack with Kenny Rogers. I know it's an oldie, but a goodie. I, I, I love that movie. <laughs> Maybe it's car racing, so I love it. But his first credit, 1970, yeah. The Magic Garden of Stanley Sweetheart. I have no idea what that is. Do you <laughs> have any that. idea what I that is? I have no and idea. And he has 106 is. credits. And right. so when you go back 1970, I thought, well, he's, he's, he's living it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good start. Now, so. what's interesting is if you look this movie up, you could stop right there on the cast. Yeah. But there are others that they all are, what I find, they're, they're all contributors and they're all observers of the spectacle. You and, know, that's what they are. they got some crossover. Yeah, you, you sure do. see where they were pulled. So you have this yeah. woman, Doreen, in the movie, played by Linda Hart. She's got a great character. She's such a great character. Now, wait, she's in Get Shorty, which Rene Russo happened mm-hmm. to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner, Crazy in Alabama, Soul Man, the television show Major Dad. You remember Major Dad? You mentioned Renee Rousseau for Get Shorty. She was also in Showtime with her. Oh, that's she, right. You know, yes. they definitely have a little pair yeah. in there. Uh, and then Costner, wasn't he, wasn't he in A Perfect World? I believe he was. You yes, know? he was. I mean, the few that she did, I only have a couple credits for yeah, her. Yeah, she doesn't have a She's lot. She's done nothing since 2009. Yeah. But it was definitely there was hey, a lot of crossover. people that like her. They sure did. Yeah. Uh, playing Earl is Dennis uh, Berkeley. <laughs> I love some of his credits on this. You yeah. Know? He was in the movie The Doors. I remember when that movie oh, yeah. came out. Uh, Bouncer. How about this one? Stop or my mom will shoot. That was <laughs> yeah. such a bad movie. Oh, my gosh. He was a voice. Sly. You know, he was a voice in King, uh, King of the Hill. Okay. That was a great animated yeah, show. Yeah, 36 episodes. Yeah. Uh, last week we had uh, in uh, the movie The Incredibles, the, the guy who was the lead in My Name is Earl. He was in My Name is Earl, in, the yeah. television show. Uh, the Magnificent Seven, Pacific Blue, little surfing movie there. Yep. Uh, so he was in so that. I, he died in 2013. Yeah. So, unfortunately, you know. Uh, and he played that uh, kind of that same character, Father's Day, Con Air. It was uncredited, but, mm-hmm. you know, big guy. Son-in-law. He mm-hmm. was hilarious in Son-in-law. I don't know if you saw Polly Shore. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flesh Lives, yeah. Mask. You know, he played the, the, the biker in Mask. Right. Murphy's Romance. Um, but he was in Hollywood Homicide, which was directed by Ron Shelton. Oh, so, again, a... we have that crossover. Yeah, they find their um, actors they like to fill these roles. The majority of his credits 
yeah. are one-time TV shows. Yeah. A lot of one-timers. A lot of one-timers. Yeah, an actor here, actor there kind of thing. Big guy. What do you want to make him? Yep. Now, Dewey is played by Rex Lynn. And we know Rex Lynn from Rush Hour. Mm-hmm. And here's a crossover with Kevin Costner, Wyatt Earp. Yep. Uh, he was in Cliffhanger, Cutthroat Island, Big Sky, uh, recurring character in Young Sheldon. That that has a lot of folks yeah. in it. Isn't that 20, amazing 24. how much are in there? Uh, oh, by the way, crossover again with some of these other ones, Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in uh, Better Call Saul, recurring character there. As well as CSI Miami. 187 episodes. I couldn't believe that. I didn't realize CSI I didn't realize Miami. CSI Miami was yeah. on that long. Caruso. You know, that guy's incredible. Yeah, well, you know. Um, cheaper by the dozen I had. Ghost, Ghost of Mississippi. Okay. Clear Present Danger. Sure. And, I don't know, going back, Blast from the Past. Okay. Yeah. And Later. Ghost from Mars. But, you know, he was, again, he's one of those great bit characters. He's never going to be a lead. Right. I don't think he's a lead in any of these. No. But he does a great job. But he knows his place. Yeah. Now, playing Clint, we have Lou Myers. And yeah, another one that died in 2013. Yeah. Bad um, year for this cast. Now, what's amazing is we knew him from The Wedding Planner. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny story. Dreams, a private affair. But here's my favorite. He was the preacher or pastor in Volcano. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, the crossover with Cobb. Oh, yeah. That's right. Cro- um, uh, Cobb. He was in that, wasn't he? Uh, How Stella Got a Groom Back. Uh-huh. 114 episodes of A Different World. I mean, that was that Cosby spinoff that oh, did so well. Can you talk about a Cosby spinoff? Well, I guess a it's different a spinoff. Yeah, you can talk spin-off. about that. But um, <laughs> let's face it, his best movie yeah. he ever did, Okay, Tongue in Cheek, Friday After Next. Oh, no. <laughs> no oh. At least you could be in Friday. Friday's a good movie, but Friday After Next? No, that's no. not good. When you're getting cute with the sequel title, you yeah, know it's going to bomb. No good. Uh, playing Kurt is Richard Lineback, and we know him from Speed. He, we talk about some great movies in a row. He's in some great movies. Speed, Natural Born Killers, and Twister. Yeah. Also in Varsity Blues. Love it. Uh, you know, so we have that crossover going on there. And, of course, he's in The Ring and several episodes of Justified on FX. That's a good I haven't show. Seen that. That's pretty cool. I, I show he's done nothing since 2012, but he was huge for a while. I had Summersby with uh, Richard Gere. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. Again, sequels. Um, but I also, he was another one. What was interesting is a lot of people have one episode. Yeah. He's got a bunch where he was in two. Two. I, I'm not, you know, That's usually there's different. one or there's a recurring character, but right. quite a few he was in two, two. and I thought... Hmm. hmm, that's kind of different. To be you don't con- see that. To be continued. Yeah. I mean, Good I enough know. to come back once and then yeah. be dead. Now, I love the next character. Jose is played by George Perez. He was in Toy Soldiers, Hyde, uh, the television show Weeds, Manhattan Merengue. I love the title of that, Manhattan Merengue. And here's the funny one. He was in Selena. You know who he played in Selena? Selena. You know who he played in Selena? Himself. <laughs> No, he didn't. He played himself. Is he a big deal? I don't know. He played George Perez. I'm going, huh, must be a big deal if you're playing yourself in the story of Salina. Uh, I don't, I honestly have no idea. So, uh, yeah. Sure. Do you have any clue? I, I don't. I uh, love the movie. I mean, I love Salinas, but yeah, yeah I, I totally miss that he was played by himself. Killed by the, what, the, fa- the uh, president of her fan club. 
Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. I mean, what a great movie. Yeah. What an awful life. Story. I mean, yeah. It's Terrible like, story. Ugh. I'm glad that's a true story because if somebody came up with that story, you'd wonder how sick that person yeah, is. That person you know? is demented. Yeah. Let's take a look about the next character, Clint, played by Mickey Jones. And again, talk about, let's go in the Wayback Machine. He was in the original Total Recall in 1990. That's the good one with Schwarzenegger. Tremendous movie. Turk. Uh, Turk by Mickey Jones. Uh, Turk. Okay. Turk. Clint, Clint was the uh, Lou Myers. Oh, okay. There Turk. you go. Turk. Yeah. Uh, but Total Recall, I have him Great in. Great movie. He was in Sling Blade. That <laughs> was an Academy Award Holy winning but a movie. Goodie. Uh, National Lampoon, Summer Vacation. He's so, the mechanic. Yeah, the one that's holding the wrench. How much you got? How much you got? <laughs> how much is it? How, how much, much you got? got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Crossover again. He's in Justified uh-huh. at World's End. And he's a recurring character in Home Improvement, the old Tim Allen show. My, uh, my son would be upset with me if I didn't mention he was in It's Always Sunny. Oh, loves that one. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I didn't have that. He is. Yeah, he's, that, a, isn't he's, he? a, he's a good one there. But Starman, okay. old uh, Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, uh, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good one. And the last one I have is Boone. Boone, played by Michael Milhone, I believe is his name. And here's your crossover. He's in Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Kevin's boy. Nah, she's all that. Crimson Tide. That's a great movie. Uh, executive decision, mind games collateral damage and pearl harbor you know that's a that's a pretty that's a good one that's not a bad movie pearl yeah, harbor. That's a, a florida boy raised in st pete yeah yeah so that's that's what i've got you got anyone else in this oh, movie no, you went you went deeper than i did I went i'm ready to, i'm ready to talk about crazy roy yeah let's talk crazy about roy this McAvoy. movie you know we set this up and here's roy mcavoy who is a basically a teaching pro at a driving range out there in west texas it's dusty it's dirty there's nobody out there really trying to learn golf from roy mcavoy and why is roy mcavoy there well because he didn't make it on the tour (laughs) he didn't make it on the tour and the reason he didn't make it on the tour is roy is prone to trying to pull off the heroic shot the impossible shot the shot that no one else could possibly execute. But Roy has mad skill. Roy has unbelievable skill. And that's all fine. This is his life. He lives in a trailer next to a dirty old <laughs> dusty, dusty driving range out there in West Texas. That's his life. He's giving lessons. That's until Dave yeah. Sims comes a knocking uh, to be his caddy. Because Dave Sims knows that Roy McAvoy... Maybe the single most talented golfer he's ever seen. It was also to check in on Roy because he was giving golf lessons to David's girlfriend. Yeah, that would would be a problem because, yes, his girlfriend is Dr. Molly Griswold, and Roy is giving her lessons, and uh, they seem to be getting a little comfortable. It's it's it becomes a love triangle. It does. Is what it does. And uh, I I think this quote, uh, we're talking about Roy, probably sums up, just so... You don't know Roy McAvoy. The quote is, sex and golf are the two things you don't have to be good at to enjoy. That's kind of how he uh, lived his life. That is exactly (laughs) how that man lived his life, isn't it? That's kind of I thought that was a pretty good quote. That is a good quote. So, you know, we have this kind of love triangle and tension between Roy and Dave Sims. 
as I think Dave Sims. Is he a villain or isn't he a villain? I I get the feeling Dave Sims sees such incredible talent in Roy that he's trying to help him. Do you get the sense he's trying to help him? I, I think he's trying to prove his way is better than Roy's way. For yeah. all of Roy's bravado, yeah. David does things right. Yeah, David. And he wants to show yeah. the reason I'm successful, the reason I have everything and you don't, is because I handle myself the right way and you don't. So a, a perfect scene of that, and it's when they're at the golf course and it's after the round and they're arguing about, you know, you don't know how to manage your talent. You don't know how to manage your skill. And he challenges them to hit a, a pitching wedge. Who can hit a pitching wedge further? And they go out there. In, in front of the golf course, and this is that was filmed at Santa Rita Golf Course, which closed right before I left Tucson uh, on Houghton Road. And Roy hits this wedge. I mean, he pummels this thing, and the ball soars off into into the sky. And they land in Romeo, and everybody's clapping and cheering and all that kind of good stuff. And then David Sims just sidles up next to a ball, and he hits it not nearly as hard, but he hits it onto the road and you just see the ball bouncing down the road off into the desert this very very long straight road and he wins the bet and that's what he's trying to show roy you don't have to do everything you have to do enough you have to manage your skill you need to know when not to go full throttle when not to go for the heroic so the heroic again it was when he when he was offered to take that shot as as David's caddy. Oh yeah. And David said, "You take that shot, you're done." Yeah. And this was the quote from Roy uh explaining why he took the shot as David's caddy. When a defining moment comes along, you define the moment or the moment defines you. Yeah. That was his mantra. Yeah. Yeah, even when it costs you a lot. Yeah, say that again. I think that's really important yeah. for what, where we're going with well, this. When a defining moment comes along, you define the moment, or the moment defines you. Yeah, so Roy getting fired after taking that <laughs> shot. <laughs> now, replaced, yeah. now, you know, with, uh, you know, with the encouragement of uh, Romeo <clears throat> and Dr. Molly and the horde of friends, is going to enter into the the U.S. Open. He, you know, it's open to anyone if you qualify, and he qualifies to get into the U.S. Open. And it's really funny. There's this little side piece where he loses his swing, and <laughs> and all the crazy stuff that Molly had to try to learn how to play golf. All these gadgets that are going to make your swing. He's out on the driving range with all these gadgets, trying to figure out how to hit a golf ball again. But he does get his swing back, and. As they're as they're progressing around the U.S. Open, here's another little link to uh, uh, Adam Sandler's mover, movie. You know, he has the corporate sponsor on his shirt, and it's what was it like a uh, a self storage place or a oh, yeah. U-Haul place? It, it pretty pretty you know, wild looking thing on his shirt. But out he goes, and he comes to this critical moment because he's leading the Open. He's doing well. He has incredible skill, but it's reigning in his ego. It's reigning in his self-reliance. It's reigning in you don't have to hit the heroic, and he's managing this. He's trying. 
He's managing it. Yeah. And he's, Romeo's trying to help him. He, you know, Romeo is ready to leave him. I mean, there is a point where Romeo He does. Leaves he leaves him. him. You know? and, and he needs Romeo, and he needs Molly. And actually, I would tell you he needs David Sims. Well, it certainly puts him in the different frame of mind. Yeah, well, he gets to yeah. that moment. And it's the moment in the movie we all know. So before you get to that moment, okay, I, I, I want to go back just to where Roy tries to do it. David's way. Yeah. You know, and, and sure. it's a great thing. First, Romeo <laughs> has given him some some shots the night before, trying to calm him down, right? Help him sleep. Uh-huh. And so he's hung over. He, he gets to the driving range late. Romeo tries to give him the the big dog, the driver. Right. He says, No, no, I've learned my lesson. Uh fairways and greens, give me the two iron. Yeah. Romeo's like, You sure? He goes, Yeah. And Roy says to himself, Be humble, be humble. As soon as the round's over, it shows Romeo, 83. Well, you humble now, Holmes? <laughs> and he goes, well, I was hung over. And Romeo's like, oh, that may have been a coaching error on my part. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it was that he tries to do right. it David's way. Sure. He's not David. Yeah. And that way didn't work. No. No. No, so it doesn't. So we get to the defining moment. So we're going to get to this defining moment. It's the moment we all know. And I believe this particular moment was filmed in Texas at a golf course. Um but where he has to hit a shot into to uh, you know qualify for next year's open and all of that all he has to do is lay up the shot or he can try the heroic shot that has to clear water and land on a green that is sloped back to front and have the ball stay on the green it's all he has to do is lay up it's all he has to do and what does he do he goes for it. Well, he goes for it. And of course he goes for it. You know what? He, goes, he can make that shot. Because that's who he is. That's how he lives his life. And, and you know, it gets back to that moment defining you or you defining the moment. And he swings away. It lands on the green, but it has too much backspin. And it rolls off the green and into the water. Now, by the rules of golf people, he can walk up all the way up the fairway to the point where the ball crossed the water. Drop a ball. He could hit a little wedge over it. No problem. And two putt in and, you know, one stroke down and no problem. He's in the open next year. He qualifies for other events. But what does Roy do? Well. He says, give me another ball. Give me another ball. And he reloads. And what happens? The same thing. And again. And again. And he's running out of balls. Which is a problem, because when you run out of balls, you are disqualified in the game of golf. This this kind of got me thinking about sin a little bit. Because I think our pride, our arrogance, our we're going to keep doing it because we know we can do it, even if we can't do it, is is the blind spot for many, many people. You know, it, it, it says in our uh, Augsburg Confession... We are all conceived and born in sin. We inherit it from our first parents, Adam and Eve. The disease of sin can be overcome, but only by one medicine, the cleansing, healing, and forgiving blood of God's own Son. You know, how often do you trust in yourself? You know, that that's Roy's blind spot, isn't it? You know, when you look at David Sims, David took, would take a look at that exact same shot, and what would he, would he have up. done? He would have laid up. He would have hit a wedge down uh, down the fairway. He would have hit a second shot, easy shot onto the green, two-putted and walked away. Not Roy, because Roy has to be the hero. 
Roy has to do the extraordinary. Roy has to define the moment instead of the moment defining Roy. And I think that is the crux huge. of his problem. And what's funny is his friends know this about him. So Molly is laughing. I love that. She's off to the side. She's laughing. Hit it again, Roy. Hit it again. You know, Cheech Marin's character, Romeo, is just handing him golf balls at this point, feeding him the ball. And then finally he hits one that sticks on the green. And Finally, rolls back in. His last one. And it's like a tap-in for, you know, tap-in. Oh, no. It, oh, it, it went in. in. Yeah, it rolled it back in and falls like, into oh the cup. Oh, my goodness. You know, and everybody is laughing and cheering and going crazy. But if if you were doing this as your profession, do you know how much money he probably cost himself? Oh, I mean, tons. The, the difference between first place and second place on a PGA Tour event is significant. Between second place and 10th place is crazy significant. So if, if this is your career, if this is how you are feeding your family or providing for yourself, you learn to play smarter. Roy has not learned how to live smarter because he's too busy trying to define moments as opposed to moments defining himself and his life. And I think that's the big challenge for you and me. I think we can watch a movie like this and we laugh at Roy, but you ever have a moment like that? Maybe not as big as the U.S. Open and standing there in front of millions of people on television and thousands of people there in the middle of a golf course. But what's something where you have got become stubborn and just charged ahead even though there was very little chance of you succeeding? Have you ever done that, Michael? Usually not because I am more like David Sims. I'm afraid to take chances. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I really haven't... Uh, Taken a whole lot of chances in my whole life. I, the people like Roy McAvoy, yeah. are usually the ones I'm afraid to be around. Yeah, you know. So I haven't. How about you? Yeah, you know, I, I would say mostly in life I'm pretty pretty measured and calculated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's funny is when I get on a golf course because I'm not making a profession of this. I'm not yeah. making a living doing a this. My my big laugh is always, when will I ever get to try this shot again? So you go for it. So I try it. Yeah. What's the worst thing that can happen? I lose a golf ball. That That's where I find I can, I think maybe that's why I like the game of golf, because I can be you creative. Can I can try those things where I wouldn't try them in other portions of my life. See, I, I, I think, I guess where my side comes out like that is mm-hmm. in games. Mm-hmm. Risk. I've never played a real long game of risk because I usually don't last that long because it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? I'm, you go I'm all in. Attacker. You oh, go blitzkrieg, I'm, don't you? I'm the one that usually destroys somebody and they hate me because yeah. I'll take myself out with them. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, yesterday when I was playing golf with Dr. Lynn, uh, I had a Roy McAvoy, uh, McAvoy shot. It was kind of funny. It was uh, We were playing up there at Trident Lakes, which is the uh, submarine base here in uh, Georgia, just over the line from where we live. And uh, it was, I think, hole number 15. And it's a par four, but you got to cross water to get to a long, narrow green. And I, I sprayed my tee shot way to the right. So I had about 185 yards to the green from where I was. If I hit a better tee shot, I probably would have had 150 yards to the green. And I pulled out my five wood because I'm getting old. Ooh. Pulled out the five wood. And I smacked that ball. And it was a thing of beauty to watch it soar over the water 
and land on the green with a little spin so it checked up and stopped. With a wood? With a wood. Holy cow, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. spin. Oh, that's I great. spun that Good wood job. a little bit. But there it was. And then it, it continued to roll off and go into no, the water. No, oh, it okay. hung up on the green. Unfortunately, the flag was down in the front, and I was in the back <laughs> portion of the green. We won't talk about what happened with the putting afterwards, but to feel that shot, to execute that shot for one moment, you can feel the right. thrill of defining a moment. It was a defining moment in a round. I, 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 it's, it's interesting. Uh, as we're talking about this, I, I found one more quote that I think summarizes exactly what we're doing. It was great. Um, I have to sanitize it. But it says, uh, Roy McAvoy, 15 year, talking to David Sims, yeah. 15 years on the tour and you're still a, a wimp. Yeah. And David Sims says, 13 years on the driving range and you still think this game is about your testosterone count. Mm. It's really a great quote. That's a great it quote. defines exactly the difference of these two guys. Well, and I would tell you, now I'll be out at the Players' Championship. The guys who win consistently on tour know their abilities and skills and they play to their strengths and they don't take unnecessary risks because every shot costs money. That's the way you have to look at it. Every extra stroke costs money. And that's what David Sims knew. And that's why he created a wonderful career for himself. He's really not a bad guy in this movie. He's actually a guy who's trying to help Roy. Roy is the swashbuckler who's never figured that out. He is always trying to define the moment with those shots. See, I think you're giving David Sims too much credit saying he's trying to help him out. I think he's trying to prove a point. I think everything he does, he's trying to show Roy, you're an idiot. No, you think so? You should do it my way. Okay, Cobra Kai. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you were going Shooter McGavin. (laughs) No, well, let's. No, Shooter just wanted him to fail. That's the difference. Now, having said that, let's get to our question of the day. So, So, how do you live your life? Do you live your life? trying to define the moments or do you live in those moments having them define you which which way do you live and why do you live that way and if you have had a moment where you have defined things what was it and what gave you a thrill or exhilaration about doing it and if not in a moment defined you how did that make you feel i mean where how did that uh kind of exhaust you or zap your strength or Are you quite content living that way? And that's fine, too. I want you to consider that this week. Now, having said that, consider leaving a rating, a review, and, you know, share this podcast with others. We have a lot of fun talking about movies. So many movies to talk about. So little time. And uh, if you want the written word of this, uh, take a look at the book, Christ, Culture, and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect. You can also go to the blogger spot under the same title. If you just type in your search engine, Christ Culture and Cinema blogger spot. You'll find a written word about this as well. Now, next time, we haven't done an MCU movie in quite a while, Michael. And now we're into whatever, phase Uh-oh. phase five? What phase, is it? Uh, five or six. I, I don't, don't even know. know anymore. I, You know, we Amy and I went to the movies this past week, and we finally, finally went and saw Avatar The Way of Water. Saw it in 3D. If you got to see that movie, go <laughs> see it in 3D, it. baby. Said. It was worth the extra bucks, let me tell you. But they had a premiere for the new Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, that's going to be coming out. I'm excited about that. Well, in this phase, a movie that has been really, I think, well done, well executed, uh, and really brings real life 
into this fantasy world of Marvel, next time we're going to go and visit the Black Panther, Wakanda forever. 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 Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>